When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Dion Branch caused a little bit of a stir today when he said that Mac Jones is a super, super young Tom Brady. It came from his appearance on Good Morning Football this morning. This was the tweet that got sent out. As you could see that that was what they led with. However, the video said differently. But there were some negative responses. Chris Walker said this might be the most ridiculous response I've ever seen to a question. You can't compare a kid who has never won an NFL playoff game to the greatest quarterback of all time. It's just comical. Uh, Chuck just said Branch went on my don't pay any attention to anything he says for the rest of my life list because, you know, don't listen to Dion Branch, who played with a young Tom Brady, won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, former Super Bowl MVP as well. Make sure you get your football information from Chuck. It also just continued on the whole way. People didn't like it. Now, I did put out this response. It's a Dion Branch compared Mac and Tom this morning. Quote, he's a very young Tom Brady. Don't get caught up in that quote, though. He's not comparing him to a 44-year-old Tom Brady. He's comparing him to a young Tom Brady, okay? He's not projecting that Mac Jones is going to become the greatest of all time. He's just saying, hey, when I played with a young Tom Brady, he was there. Look. Mac is playing safe, taking care of the football. He's taking what Josh McDaniels is giving him. He's stepping up into a leadership role. Those are all things that Tom Brady did when Tom Brady was a young quarterback. That's why. So how good has Mac Jones' rookie season really been? Well, I grabbed this article today, and it goes like this. It says, in case you haven't heard, Mac Jones' teammates think very highly of the New England Patriots rookie quarterback. Jones has received consistent praise from fellow Patriots players throughout the season. And with good reason, he's just the 13th rookie quarterback in NFL history to start at least 10 games and guide his team to the playoffs. Jones has endured far fewer growing pains than most rookie signal callers while putting up some impressive numbers, including a 67.6 completion percentage rate, eighth best in the NFL, 3,540 passing yards, and 21 passing touchdowns, the most by any rookie quarterback in Patriots franchise history. Kendrick Bourne just straight up says, this man finna be legendary. And uh, this is me not knowing modern day slang. So I want to ask you guys, do we all need to just let Mac Jones be Mac Jones? Here's what I got to say to that. Listen, at the end of the day, there's always going to be comparisons. And unfortunately, Tom Brady is going to be that comparison. Now, there are problems with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. We know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. And it's going to continue to carry on. And I, I tweeted out a thread today. I'm going to share a little bit with you. It says, Baker Mayfield has been a lightning rod for the media this season. Uh, it's clear that things have not went well for the Browns or Mayfield. However, I believe that his injuries were the biggest problem. I know that the entire Odell Beckham Jr. situation painted Mayfield in a bad light. Kareem Hunstad publicly criticized him, didn't help either. But I don't think that we can actually determine how much we can put on Baker Mayfield this year. And what I mean is how poorly he's played. Uh, I believe in where there's smoke, there's fire, though, and I do think that there's issues in Cleveland. Though he denied it, I believe Baker had an issue with the play calling this year. 
Alex Chippen of the score wrote this yesterday, said Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield grew so frustrated with Kevin Stefanski in 2021 that he wanted the head coach to surrender play calling duties, according to Mary Kate Cabot of the Cleveland.com. Mayfield, who will sit out week 18 and is set to undergo surgery by the end of January, reportedly felt Stefanski was ignoring the quarterback's strengths and failing to put him in positions to succeed. The fourth-year signal caller struggled through his second season with Stefanski after enjoying a breakout tutelage in 2020, but there were times this season where Mayfield reportedly would have preferred to have an offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt, call the plays. Baker Mayfield basically responded and said, clickbait. You and many other Cleveland local media continue uh, drama-stirring reports with no sources and facts. Don't put words in my mouth so you can put food on your table. I'm not a puppet. You got to just love how Baker Mayfield just, he goes right at him. He doesn't hold back, right? But listen, are there actual problems with Mayfield in Cleveland? Yeah, if you ask me, I think there is actual problems with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland because, again, I'm a big believer in there's where there's smoke, there's fire. Hardly ever do we see... These kind of reports come out and they're not be the grainest of truth in those reports. Most reporters won't come out and just lie. Here's a big one, though. Lamar Jackson is out on Sunday versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tyler Huntley starts and it is a must win for the Ravens. Uh, I put out a little thread today that said the Ravens find themselves in a must win game. They'll have to do without Lamar Jackson. They're going to have to start Tyler Huntley. Huntley. Uh, but he's been pretty good for Baltimore this year. Baltimore's on a five-game losing streak. Uh, they need to beat the Steelers to have any chance to secure a playoff spot. And just winning doesn't mean that they're going to do it. Um, they led the AFC North for so much of the season. They were 8-3. and three. They're now 8-8, eight and eight, and they need to win on Sunday. But the clinch, they have to win. The Chargers have to lose. The Colts have to lose. And the Dolphins have to lose. And it's not guaranteed that they would have won, but I think John Harbaugh has to be just kicking himself and losing sleep over going for those two-point conversions to win games twice, once against the Steelers and once against a team I can't remember. They end up not kicking the extra point and going to overtime, trying to go for it all, well, and things fell apart for them. So should the Ravens have faith in Tyler Huntley? That's the question, right? Here's what Jamison Hensley of ESPN says. says Huntley is making his fourth career start for Baltimore, who's 8-8, eight and eight, which is a 3.3% chance of reaching the postseason, according to ESPN's power of football. In power, sorry, I'm sorry for laughing, but they were 8-3 and three at one point. They have a 3% chance. Uh, in addition to beating the Steelers 8-7-1, the Ravens need the Colts, Chargers, and Dolphins to all lose on Sunday. Undrafted out of Utah in 2020, Huntley has been impressive in stepping in for Jackson. In their starts, Huntley has thrown for 631 yards and rushed for 167, totaling four touchdowns, two passing and two rushing. Now he is coming off his most disappointing performance of the season in last Sunday's 20-19 loss to the Rams. He threw a critical interception late in the first half and failed to lead a touchdown drive, which was the first time in Baltimore offense had not reached the end zone in a game in three years. It does continue, though. Huntley had only two days to practice before the Rams game because he'd just been activated off the reserve COVID-19 list. He acknowledged that he was still feeling the effects in his chest last week and didn't have the same energy level. Uh, after not eating for a couple of days, but I'm feeling better this week, Huntley said. So, will the Ravens win over the Steelers on Sunday? My only concern that I have for the rate for the Steelers, because I think the Steelers should win, is perhaps they're coming off of all that emotion against Cleveland last week, and sometimes you're set up for a letdown game. However, I think in their current circumstances that the Steelers are a better team, and I think that they have a chance to beat them. All right, let's look at this before we really get it going. But Tom Brady's my friend because I'm good at football. 
Who said that? Antonio Brown. The Antonio Brown saga continues for three straight days. It all started last Sunday when he ran off the field shirtless. On Wednesday, he dropped, or Thursday, I apologize, he dropped bombshells all over the NFL, accusing the Buccaneers of trying to make him play hurt, accusing Bruce Arians of throwing him off the sidelines because he wouldn't play hurt. He released text messages between him and B.A. And then last night, it gets leaked that he had had a sexual encounter with a young social media star on OnlyFans, and he had kind of set this whole thing up. Now, I did a little bit of a thread getting you. So for reasons beyond my belief, A.B. throws shots at Tom Brady. He took Sean's at, shots at Alex Guerrero yesterday, sent those text messages between him and Guerrero. Uh, Guerrero didn't look bad at all. Basically, A.B. was like, hey, we're not working together anymore. You kind of owe me money. Guerrero sends him along like, look, I wish you all the best. You don't want to work together anymore. That's no problem. Hey, how can I send you the remainder? Uh, so I'm not really sure why he put it on there. Uh, it seemed like AB was upset that they charged him $100,000 as if this was some big conspiracy setup between Tom Brady and the Bucks all along. But then he takes uh, even bigger shots at, at Brady and says that he's only his friend because he's good at football. And it's baffling to me. It really is. Uh, we don't know exactly what the relationship is. We're not in the locker room. We're not at Brady's house where AB used to live. However, Tom Brady has been his biggest cheerleader the whole time, so I don't get it. Um, it was Tom Brady who got him the job, and he kind of spit in the face of him today. So what's AB's issue with Brady? Well, let's look at this. Okay, so I found this over on Bro Bible. It comes from Douglas Charles, and it says, during an interview on uh, – the full spend podcast says, quote, to me, a friend is someone who's got your back. Brown told the full send podcast reports. Kimberly Martin of ESPN, quote, not everybody in sports is going to be your friend. Tom Brady's my friend. Why? Because I'm good at football. He needs me to play football. Tom Brady says he loves Antonio Brown, cares about him and has a lot, has a lot of compassion for him. But the wide receiver knows better. He also talked about not making enough money. He shouldn't have been on a prove-it deal. Uh, it just seems like he's probably burnt every bridge he possibly could. And at this point, I got to wonder who is going to come out and give Antonio Brown a shot to play in the NFL again. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray, and believe it or not, my name is Ray, and I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we cut to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious, and let's have a little bit of fun in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero! going on everybody it's your boy ray welcome to talking football with ray my name's ray i'll be one of the ones talking football with you it is patreon hangout night the boys are starting to arrive in there's three in the waiting room just waiting to come in i got to take care of a little bit of business and we'll get them in and start having a conversation we're going to be here till nine o'clock with you live if you're watching uh the replay or you're listening to the audio podcast i appreciate y'all make sure you go check me out of the dean blundell network that's over at deanblundell.com you can find my blogs over there you can find my uh, my podcast. You can find a whole bunch of other stuff too. Great creators over there, including Dean Blendell himself, my boy Ryan Lindley, and uh, read a lot of really cool stuff over there. Find me over on Newsbreak, uh, where I do NFL blogs or vlogs with a V uh, every day. Uh, only put out one today because I wasn't happy with my performance of the ones yesterday. Hopefully, today's will be better. And uh, 
You can find all those links in the description. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. And we're going to get this started, but we got to take a very, very, very quick break and hear about my new partners over at Ultra Game. Hey, Talking Football with Ray is brought to you by my partners over at Ultra Game. Guys, gear yourself up with NFL and NBA gear from my friends over at Ultra Game. They're one of the largest distributors of licensed NFL apparel in the U.S. Listen, you know when you're grabbing your gear, you want it to be licensed. None of that knockoff junk. It doesn't matter who you cheer for. They have something for everybody. So go gear yourself up today with Ultra Game. I've left that link in the description. And we're back, and thank you to my new sponsors at Ultra Game, and welcome to the Patreon members. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Two Colts fans and a co-host. <laughs> oh, your your mic just went. My mic went for a second. Yeah, you guys can't hear me now. I now hear you fine now. There's Who is this Colts, guy? There's only one Colts fan here. Who is this guy? Mike? All right, all right, a Steelers fan. <laughs> he's, a, yeah. he's a Steelers fan who roots for the Colts. I support the Colts. Yeah. I, I tried to simplify it. Okay, all right. My Ultra Game commercial advertisement won't come out until another week from now, but everything's signed up and ready to go too, man. So, excellent, excellent. Yeah. yeah, they're good. I got my hoodies on its way that I got to push when it comes out, so yeah, that'll be fun. But uh, Oh, I dude, wanna... I just want to say, AB is a walking poster child for scrambled eggs in a pan. <laughs> I, Carry on. Carry I, on. Straight up, I don't know if any of y'all, I, I, I know some of you out here watching, maybe not all of you, remember the 80s and Nancy Reagan and the stay no to drugs. And, you know, that they had the, this is your, this is your brain crack in the pan. This is your brain on drugs. And then you need to have like a flash of, a B on there, you know. Now I don't know if it's drugs. I know that Vontez Perfect might as well be considered a drug, right? Because I mean that's that's who I blame for all this. Because ever since that hit, you know, and it, it seems like A B has just been out there somewhere. Ever I'm since gonna, I'm going to be real with you. I thought this was mental health at first, and it could be a little bit of a mental health disorder. Um, everybody knows. I think everybody by now knows in my real life. I'm a social worker, so I, I deal with people uh, and work with people mm -hmm. all the time. So I think there's a little bit of it in there. But I was listening to Skip and Shannon today, and this is not words you'll 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 rarely hear those come out of my mouth that I was agreeing with Skip and Shannon. But they were talking about <laughs> Antonio Brown and his influence of social media, and him being, and he's probably the first. And I, I they use the word victim, like I'll use it in this sense, but. The victim of he's actually being goaded. If you go on a social media account with everything he puts out there, 90% of the people there are encouraging him to keep going. Uh, it's why he's making everything public. He wants this attention. He wants mm -hmm. the spotlight on him. Mm -hmm. I would actually say, you know, we've heard in the past, like, oh, this guy's a diva. That guy's a diva. Mike Evans is a diva. I find any good player in the NFL who dares speak up at all is a diva. Like, that's the way a lot of people say it. However, I would say that, like, if we were going to get, like, the real housewives of of Tampa 
AB would be one of the prime candidates to to be a part of that. I think he's the one of the he's a real diva in the NFL. Want to just give a big shout out to my boy Lucas here who throws out a super chat. Thank you very much, sir. Who says Mac to the future, baby? I like that. Mac to the future. It's better than Mac and cheese. Oh yeah, Mac to the future. Mini high man brain on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll get to the AB thing, but we've talked about. I spent two hours talking about AB yesterday. Well, I mean, you were just <laughs> talking about it before you. I know. I was on. finishing. Well, I had to say something. <laughs> I've got four subjects I want us all to discuss tonight. We'll get to it, but I want to start with this one. Dion Branch comes out today. Says Mac Jones is a super super young Tom Brady. Now, if you listen to the video of it, I don't want to play it because Good Morning Football nails me on copyright every time I do. Not them. The NFL nails me every time I do. But if you actually listen to the video and not just the quote that everybody reacted to, he's not talking about 44-year-old Tom Brady who's won seven, you know, seven Super Bowls. He's talking about Tom Brady in 2001. Um, all of us on here are old enough to remember Tom Brady playing in 2001, I think. Right, Mike? You're old enough to remember that, right? Yeah. Because Connor barely does. So I just want to no, make sure no, you No, no, like, like I, that's when I started watching football was like 2000, 2001. So, I, yeah. Okay. Oh, so you're a Brady baby. A brain uh, brain. Not, not really, <laughs> not, not really. I just, my household was not a Bledsoe household, so. Okay. At least Mike's from Boston. It's not like he's from California who became yeah. a fan in 2004, right? Like it's, well, actually, yeah. if you're from California, you'd actually be, they had no team then. So you'd probably, you'd be, well, I guess they're the Chargers and the Raiders, but who the hell's going to, come on, come on. Yeah, he's got California, you got the Niners. Yeah, but you got the birth rights. last I checked, San Francisco was in California. Not in early, the early 2000s, they were brutal. Depends where you live in California. I think of like, I think, of, I'm so ignorant. I think of California, I just think of LA. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it's like Pennsylvania. Like, I think of Pittsburgh. I never think of uh, Philly. You know what I mean? That's, like, you know, Jersey can have that city back. We're, we're <laughs> Give them back to New Jersey. <laughs> but uh, okay, but let's go on. But is that a fair comment by Dion Branch? And like I took what Dion said serious because Dion Branch won a Super Bowl MVP with a young Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that would have been 2004, I believe. That would have been Brady's fourth year in the league. Again, I. If you listen to it, he's not talking about he's going to turn into the GOAT. There was no even aforementioned like he's going to be the greatest of all time. But basically, his description was he takes what Josh McDaniels gives him. He takes care of the football. And, you know, he's stepping up and being a leader. That was Tom Brady. Managed the game. He did that for his first three years in the NFL. It rode behind the best defense in the league. Right. And got the job done when he needed to and had the best kicker in the league to make the kicks when it needed to happen. It's no knock. I say it all the time. I think there's I think that when people hear the name the word game manager or the description game manager they immediately crucify somebody. I'm always like there's not you can be a great game manager. You can be the greatest of all time like Tom Brady or or in that argument and be a game manager. Being a game manager is not a bad thing. Mm-mm. No. Oh, absolutely not. And there are similarities uh between Tom Brady during his, you know, not his rookie year, but you know, the year after because he really didn't play a whole lot his rookie year. Um, but between him and and uh, what was it? Uh, I know his name's Mac. What, what, what was that earlier that was put up there? Uh, Mac to the future. Yeah. Mac, to the, Mac future. to the future. That's it. I got to remember that because that's something <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Mac to the future. Yeah, I, I do like that a lot. 
<laughs> we'll just, <laughs> we're just going to keep bringing it back. We'll over. just leave it right there. <laughs> so this way right we there. just know. We won't Absolutely. Forget. It's Mac to the future. It, All right, Lucas. It's on. funny if you think about it this way too, right? We didn't see Tom Brady play his rookie year, obviously. And according to Bill Belichick, right, he wasn't ready. Like he wasn't ready to dethrone uh, Drew Bledsoe at that point. Oh, so hold then, on. Though. Can we be fair for one second? It was true. If, if Mo Lewis doesn't knock Drew, even if, he, yeah. if Brady's ready to challenge, if Mo Lewis doesn't knock, I mean, doesn't A, give him a concussion, and B, give him internal bleeding, Yeah, Tom Brady's never challenging Drew Bledsoe. They just paid him. No, that's, right. that's not true. I mean. They made him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Matter. It is true. You it know, is true. Uh, you know this. Bill Belichick want, did not want Drew Bledsoe. He wanted Brady. Do you this know like, why he was able to trade Bledsoe? Did you read the dynasty? Yes. He was able to trade Drew Bledsoe because Tom Brady stepped in and I, did so well. Tom, Drew Bledsoe, that contract that he signed was not given to him by Bill Belichick, even though Bill Belichick was I, the GM. That I was understand. signed by Robert Kraft. No, Robert Kraft. Belichick yeah. wouldn't have had the stroke in 2002 or 2001 that he has now with Robert Kraft. In 2001, right. he just came right. off. Oh, think about it. If he doesn't get hurt, think about it, Mike. He just came off a losing season. And the Patriots, by record, were on the road to another losing season. What kind of stroke do you think Belichick had with Kraft? Do you, you want to know why I really think he would have? Because even though Drew Bledsoe had gotten them to a Super Bowl, even though he was very Brett Favre-esque, Brady was still more accurate with the football. And I think ball security trumped anything else. And I think that's one of the reasons Belichick was there. Don't forget what Robert Kraft did to get Belichick there. I understand that, but three losing seasons and he's out the door. You know that. You know that. He could say and he was on, yeah. he was on the pace for two. He wait, was on wait, the pace wait, for two. But yeah. he could also say I have three losing seasons because I have a quarterback that puts the ball in jeopardy. Really? Because okay. your your mentor brought him to a Super Bowl. That, Put it all in perspective. That, that doesn't yes, matter. That though. absolutely matters. No, that absolute. It's a job security. When you take over a job, when you take over a job, when he brought you in because he thought he was getting a a, a different version of Bill Parcells, the 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 coach who finally brought them to a Super Bowl. Right, you got Drew Bledsoe who goes over and eats dinner at his house. Right, you just made him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, and you go back to back losing seasons. You think Belichick's going to have that kind of stroke with Robert Kraft? Really? Don't think of what Belichick has now. Think about I'm, back then. I, and we're getting away from what I wanted to talk about, but I'll hey, put Joe, it this way: three and a half minutes, I'll be back. I got to make some popcorn. This is getting good. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. Don't forget again what. Robert Kraft gave up to get Bill Belichick there. Now, I understand, obviously, your point completely. He's not Bill Belichick of today. No. But if he's saying, and, you know, we've we've also heard the same thing from Charlie Weiss. They knew he wasn't ready that year, but they did want him to supplant Bledsoe. Okay, I'm going to call out Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss has had a lot to say in retrospect. He really has. Like, Charlie Weiss sets himself up like he was the architect of all that. Like, do you really listen to him talk about those years? Like, Charlie Weiss, oh, I knew this was going to happen. We knew that Brady, like, he's like, 
if just somebody would have asked me back then what Brady's going to be, I, I would have told me he would have been one of the best of all time. Fuck you. Nobody would have turned around and said Brady's going to be the best of all time. They brought Brady in okay. because he was an accurate game manager quarterback. You know what I mean? And he turned into it. Well, here's the thing, okay? I I can see both sides of the argument, but the bottom line here is, okay, (laughs) Brady was a six-round draft pick. There's a reason why he was a six-round draft pick. You're telling me that this guy was handpicked by Bill Belichick to replace Drew Bledsoe in the sixth round of the draft. I mean, and that contract that he signed at that time was no joke. I mean, you're talking $100 million back then was like groundbreaking. And I agree with Ray. If it hadn't have been for the internal bleeding, I think they were afraid to put him back on the field, kind of like an Alex Smith type of situation. I think there was a large degree of that that prevented Bledsoe from actually getting back on the field. Not to say that Brady didn't can earn I give, the job. Can I give the backstory? Go right ahead. They did put him back on the field. And one, I can't remember who, but one of the offensive linemen came off the field <coughs> and said, get fucking Drew out of here. He didn't know the play. He apparently got in the huddle, called the play. They went and lined up, and he grabbed he grabbed the, the center, grabbed the center and said, what's the play? And he went, holy fuck. And they ran a play, and then he sent Drew off and ran Drew off and said, get him the fuck, get Brady on the field, like, get him off the field. So that tells, a- you, that tells you right there that at the time, you know, Belichick would have rather had a <clears throat> messed up Drew Bledsoe on the field over Tom Brady. At the end of the day, Tom Brady took his opportunity and ran with his opportunity. Oh yes, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think anyone is going to argue that. I'm saying, I I I am in the uh, the the thought process. If Drew Bledsoe hadn't got hurt. You wouldn't have seen Tom Brady that year. You wouldn't have seen Tom. I don't think you'd have seen Tom Brady for a while until that contract started to go down, and and Tom was and Tom was able to to step over that. I don't think you'd have seen him nearly as soon as what you did. I I think it's very similar. Okay, not in what it's going to result, but I think it's very similar to what we saw in Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers ended up getting the opportunities he did his rookie season because of circumstance. Mm-hmm. Because if Antonio Brown doesn't get cut. If Philip Dorsett continues his play, if Julian Edelman is at full strength and Josh Gordon doesn't get cut, Jacoby Myers is not seeing the field. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, you got to think about that game in Miami, week two mm-hmm. of the 2019 season, Brady's four receivers were was Julian Edelman, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, and Philip Dorsett was number four. And I think Dorsett had like a 40-yard touchdown that game, like just a beautiful up the middle. And – I loved Dorsett in that number four role. Like people in New England hated Dorsett, but I loved Dorsett. And I know Colts fans are like, eh, first round pick never turned out. But Dorsett in New England as like the third or fourth receiver was in the perfect position because he would be opened up. And we gave up Jacoby Bursett for him because so we didn't give up a first round pick. You know what I mean? I think Bursett was what, a fourth round or a fifth round pick, right? So it was like, it. it it was a fine trade for us. So I thought he was perfect in that role. By the end of the season, Philip Dorsett was our second receiver. You know what I mean? And that's and what stuck. the Colts drafted him to be was basically a T.Y. Hilton replacement. And uh, for when T.Y. started to get older, you know, someone similar to T.Y., but he didn't have the skills that T.Y. had. And yet T.Y. is still on the team. 
And the only reason he's a bust is because he was a first-round pick. Had he been picked in the third or fourth round, no one would look at, at Philip Dorsett and say he's a bust. He is a contributor in the NFL. Man, I, say I, mean? about, <clears throat> I say that about I say that about Sony Michelle all the time. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I, have you seen what Sony Michelle's been doing for the Rams? Holy it's funny. I, I tweeted out the other day when when Damian Harris was hurt and like it was like Stevenson and Bolden were the only two running backs and and Sony Michelle's ripping it apart in L.A. I just tweeted out. I'm like, oh, it's almost like keeping Sony Michelle would have been a benefit for the Patriots. This year. <laughs> well, not just Sony Michelle. The other running back you guys let go that same day was running for over a hundred yards too. Guys, I want to take a quick uh, shout out here. This is my Patreon crew. These are my Patreon members. And you can join the show every night for the Patreon Hangout by joining the Ray Route Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash dpnsports. Uh, you have an opportunity to join me the first 20 minutes of every show. And then every Friday night, the full two hours, the boys come on. And I mean, look at this eclectic group of people. Two Colts fans, <laughs> a Steelers fan, a couple Patriot fans, Ross and uh, a big shout out, <laughs> Ross. A big <laughs> Ross. Fan. Ross. <laughs> wow! Out. Oh, a, a big shout great. out. A, a big shout out to uh, our boy Thomas, who has never missed a, a Friday night hangout. He is in Dor Germany right now. Messaged me today. He has fallen ill. It is not oh. the Rona. He got tested negative, oh, but he's oh, very sick, so he's sleeping it off. I had to leave work early, sleeping it off. I told him, dude, don't worry about it. All right. I want to get – I want to move on here. I'm sorry. We could – oh, what time is it? Yeah, no, I got to move on here. I got to move on. I want to get on my next story here. Let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about Baker Mayfield because this is actually a story <laughs> as much as, like, the AB story and Aaron Rodgers, like, all, like, it's really fun to talk about just because it's so fucking wacky. Uh, the, the, the Baker Mayfield story is one that really intrigues me because here's your, he was supposed to be your guy, right? After every failed quarterback you had, when you think of, you know, the Johnny footballs of the world, he was supposed to be your guy. He comes in his rookie season, takes over for Tyrod Taylor, looks phenomenal. Looks like, okay, he could, you know, I think a lot of people thought he was going to turn into what Joe Baker Burrow Mayfield turned into this year. Right now. In fairness, he doesn't have Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or some of the weapons that Joe Burrow has either, but he's got Jarvis Landry. He had Odell Beckham Jr. He's got Nick Chubb, one of the, you know, one of the most prolific running backs in the NFL. And he's got Kareem Hunt, who's going to be a number one on any team, and he's the number two. So I want to turn it to Joe first, if I can, because being an AFC North guy, uh, would have seen him a couple times a year. Is Baker done in Cleveland, do you think? Or do you think they're going to be able to work something out? But it just doesn't sound good there right now. It's not It's not pretty. I'm actually, at, right now, I'm actually in the Cleveland area. I got family up here. And uh, I've been here for well, a couple of months now. And it, the radio in Cleveland is just eating this dude alive. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not for nothing. Uh, but, I mean, you know, you've got long time. Uh, Browns guys who have been analyzing this game for years, not just people, you know, clickbait and all that kind of stuff, like the Mary Kay tweet that we saw happen yesterday, I think it was. Um, there's a lot going on here with with Baker Mayfield. Um, personally, it, it's, it's kind of hard for me to judge it based on this year. I mean, you're talking about a team who, after they drafted him, the, you, the team was ascending. 
And I think their window is now. They've got a good defense. They've got, uh, you know, two great running backs, obviously, as you mentioned. Solid wide receiving core. Uh, and that team was ascending. They went to the playoffs last year for the first time in however long. Uh, and they beat the Steelers in a playoff game, for crying out loud. That was huge. Steelers. You know, um, you know, so – it, he, they were they were a good solid football team until he got hurt this year. They I forget what their record was before he got hurt. Right. Obviously, after he got hurt, they were a much worse football team. And I, I, I can really only kind of leave it at that. I mean, you know, yeah, he's you know got those progressive commercials that everybody loves. Oh yes, yeah, like poetry. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's it's really hard for me to say. I mean, I think they're stuck with him for at least another year. I'm they're going to I'm going to open the floor year. up in a second here. I just wanted to point out one more thing that. Uh, another sentence that I never thought would come out of my mouth, but I actually agree with Skip Bayless. Uh, that's twice in a day, and it's that's kind of irritating. But <laughs> you feel all right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Check that, that fever. That's what I said, <laughs> and I agreed with Rob Park. And I agreed with Rob Parker the other day too. Like my life is going to yeah. maybe he'll unblock me now from Twitter. That, but, that uh, was that was the unforgivable moment. <laughs> no, but you know what? No, I. Ray's going to take a shower after this show. I actually blame Kevin Stefanski for where the Cleveland Browns are right now because as the coach, you should have shut him down. Every player is going to yeah. keep saying, I can go. Yep. Every you know, every competitor, and I'm going to give it to I Baker. Agree. I think he's a competitor. <laughs> Stefanski yeah. should have shut him down. Yeah. Who's their backup? Colt McCoy or something he, like that? He's Kanem. He's Kanem. They paid him. They paid him the money they paid him as a backup in case something were to happen to Baker. He won a game when he came in. Now, I'm not saying they would have been juggernauts if he would have come in and replaced Baker, but I agree with Joe. Baker Mayfield was a different quarterback after he heard, I know it was his non-shoulder injury, but he or shot non-throwing shoulder. But from what I heard, that was like the most painful. Like he was in pain. He was in oh, constant yeah. pain. So it doesn't matter if when you're playing in constant pain and you're just because you're not doing this motion, you're still pivoting your body. You're still moving that shoulder. You're taking a sack. You're landing on that shoulder. Uh, also I also remember the groin injury. The, he had a groin. And then he had the and groin. He had a foot, and he had the foot. And he had I, the foot I think Kevin Stefanski should have shut him down, and he could have came back next year. But I think what happened is he was playing hurt. Um, when you're in pain, when you're trying not to get sacked, you're not looking down the field at Odell Beckham because you're watching every you're watching everything underneath because you don't want to get hit. And I think that's Kevin Stefanski's to blame for this. And now because of it, there's a bad taste in Baker's mouth, a bad taste in the locker room's mouth, a bad taste in Stefanski's mouth. Um, I'm not saying they should fire another coach, but I think that Stefanski needs to – I honestly, I think that Stefanski, when he does this you know, at, on next Monday because they're going to be out of the playoffs and he addresses the media and he does his state of the franchise you know, final presser, I think if, uh, if to me, I think he needs to stand there and take accountability and say, you know what, maybe we should have shut down Baker a few weeks ago, you I know, agree. and let him let him get a sh sh uh, surgery, and perhaps we could have salvaged a little yeah. bit of the season, and they would have avoided what they're going through now. I'll open it up to the panel. Yeah, I think they should have uh, shut down. Um putting Case Keenum. Remember the second time he got hurt and they put him back in? I think that's when they should have put Case Keenum in. Uh, I think the greatest quote I think I ever heard was on the Rich Eisen show about Baker Mayfield. 
a fan called in and he said this very simply that you know if you get rid of Baker Mayfield, you're gonna your team's gonna be worse. But yep. you know at the end of the day, Baker Mayfield is not gonna take you to championships. And that's the crossroad they're at right now. I don't he's not gonna lead that. a team. I don't know if I agree with that. Do, I don't do think you we've know seen you... enough of the guy. Yeah, I, it, whether I, it's right or wrong, he's taking damage. Is he going to be able to ascend any further with all the damage he's taken? Like we're still shocked Joe Burrows survived his first years of his career. That, but that just smells of like a Josh Allen comment. Like, oh, he's no good, and then his like you know first two years in the league, he's mediocre, and then everybody's like, oh yeah, he's really good now. It's like. Do the, Browns, it, re- it, wait, wait, wait. Well, Do the Browns really want to like, play with fire? Difference. Do the Browns really want to yeah. play with fire and go back to the fucking quarterback carousel of, you know, let's try to find another guy for 25 okay. years? Put any 10 quarterbacks on the field and you're doing backyard ball. Is Baker Mayfield one of the last people you will even look at playing backyard ball with? I'm sorry. He was – he's not even – like even rookie year, Josh Allen inspired me more than freaking Baker Mayfield ever did. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so you would rather so, have Cam Newton over Baker Mayfield? No, no. For options? Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 would you rather whoa, have whoa. Sam Darnold over Baker Mayfield? Can we can we remember that running? Ross has the number one jersey? So let's be careful. Don't don't yes. make that comparison. Here. <laughs> oh, that's his fault. That's his fault. Hold on. Oh no, this is a piece of history. This is history right here. I mean, oh, yeah, I guess, put on the new. Oh, oh, I'm getting that signed. This is this is obscure merch at some point. I'll tell you what. Oh yeah. So, oh, anyways, my my whole point was just I think that the Browns could have had a chance of making the playoffs with Case Keenum. He's not a bad. He's he can be. I wouldn't sign him to be my franchise quarterback, but I would. I would play. Like this is why you paid him. I think he's the highest paid backup in the NFL, isn't he? That's why you pay him that kind of money. Yeah, you know what scares me? Uh, first off, I feel terrible. I mean, terrible for Browns fans. They, they, uh, you, yeah. you think about it. Baker's the only the the last time a quarterback besides Baker Mayfield uh, was a starting quarterback for three straight years was Bernie Kosar. Okay, <laughs> Bernie, yeah. And, 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 yeah, Bernie freaking Kosar back. You know, uh, his last season was ninety three. But someone that reminds me, and I've seen this with, with the Browns twice now, he Baker reminds me a lot of what I saw in Derek Anderson over there with the Browns. Like, Derek Anderson was a good quarterback coming out, right? And then they had a really, really bad, bad season. And they were like, oh, we have the first-round pick. We're going to go ahead and, and, and grab um, Brady Quinn, right? And we're going to use. Or, oh, yeah, bad pick. We're going to put Brady Quinn at, at starting quarterback. Did they trade up to get him too? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And and then yeah. Derek and, and and then Derek gets you know put back to to backup. And then in the following year, neither Derek Anderson nor Brady Quinn was on the freaking roster for the Browns. All I right, still want, and I still that's what the- I'm afraid is going to happen with Baker Mayfield if they go with it. Uh, if they go a route that, that a lot of people are talking about, if they try to get another quarterback, they they shouldn't do it because yes, Baker has looked really bad these last few weeks, and I think you're right. I think it has a lot to do with his injury because he's playing out there scared. Okay, and that's exactly what it looks like. He's playing scared to death, and 
you can't have your quarterback playing scared. You, you got to get him back in, yeah. in, in the saddle and, and being comfortable. Well, well still a sad staring at you like I'm going to eat you. You know, it's like, come on. Was not- and you're going to have a hard time because you're still hurting and, 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 and right. what is staring at you. That's the problem. But isn't he it really still so it. sad when they got their team back and Drew Carey made that speech? You can stop using the Cleveland Browns as the butt of a joke. And they're still the butt of the joke <laughs> since they got their team well, back. It's so sad. It is so sad. But, it, but it's not like the one in – like, let's be honest, okay, to, to Ray's point. He's Cleveland like, rocks. I love that. Yeah. I missed the, I missed the okay, Drew Carey show. Good. Oh. Taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I just think this whole thing's an unfair indictment. Um, yeah, I I think this is an unfair indictment of Baker Mayfield. I mean, that's a, that, that, like you said, that injury is no joke. He heard it in week two, for crying out loud. He heard it even worse in week six. Okay. And it's like they were still a, they were still, you know, in contention for that division until up until about three weeks ago. And if I think it finally was like a war of attrition where it just, you get through, you know, you're talking about an 18 week season here where this guy's trying to battle through this injury. And then towards the end of the season, the wheels just fall off. Cause he, it's like, you get to a point where you just can't go anymore. But was he ever really that good? Like, again, like we see the dyna- dynamics of like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, like he's not even close. Like, again, he's got a cannon, but it's like, he seems that it's another excuse, another injury. And is he going to improve? No. That team was one game away, one possession away, excuse me, from beating the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead in the divisional was- round last year. But yep. we don't win championships by moral victory. Wait, wait, wait. Can I'm I turn this argument on its head and I'll use a Patriots reference for you, Ross? Next year, if the Patriots get banged up, have a harder schedule, there's more expectations and Mac Jones fails to meet them. All yep. of a sudden, is Mac Jones not the guy? Is They're he already not saying that. Good? They're already no, saying I, I, that. No, I've no, everybody is saying he's Tom Brady right now. Everybody, no, 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 I gauge everything on Twitter, as you guys know. The 90% of my show is constructed around Twitter, but I find that's where the largest populace of, of fans show up, and that's where I, I I sort of gauge what the fan base is saying. And it's a 50-50. 50% of the guys is this guy's got a, a dead arm. He's well, You guys heard that thing I played for Connor on Monday, right? The guy who called in the radio station. He's got a dead arm. He can't throw the ball. You know, and it's a Belichick. I mean, he's high on this Belichick. There's still uh we we should still have Brady. So I think it's a 50-50. I he's think got bad like, feet. Well, I think the problem with Mac Thank Jones you. is the problem with Mac Jones is not him. You've got some people out there, myself included, who go on a he goes on a win streak and you raise the level of expectation of who he is. Correct. And then you forget that he's a rookie. And then you got the other people that are like, because he doesn't look like, because he doesn't look like Patrick Mahomes, it's like, well, that's not how a quarterback wins today. But then you look at Joe Burrow, and there's people. 
I also want to point out that there's people out there saying Joe Burrow should be MVP this year. Whereas I love Joe Burrow, don't get me wrong, and I've been publicly expressing my love for Joe Burrow lately. However, the consistency, the consistency. I mean, I would say the last four weeks he could be the MVP for the last month. He's been phenomenal. That's how he turns out. He could be fighting for MVPs going down. He wasn't MVP week one to five, one to six. He was good, but wasn't great. And we've seen that we've seen him go out and just stinkers. Right. Yeah. That's why Aaron yeah. Rodgers or Jonathan Taylor are my pick. I mean, my pick is Jonathan Taylor. I know they're going to give it to a quarterback. So my pick is Aaron Rodgers. That's what I say. I think Jonathan Taylor should be the MVP. They should have given it to him last week. But you know what's going to be to a quarterback? I don't think there's any other quarterback in the NFL that has done what Aaron Rodgers has done this year. Um, yeah. not but consistently. Not consistently. Not on a consistent week by week basis. And that includes Joe Burrow. But so I think that the expectations back to Mac Jones, where I was going with the comparison now going next season, safe Joe Burrow. We're now, now there's going to be fans and media types saying, well, he had an MVP type of month of December or January. So we should be expecting an MVP type performance out of him. If he comes out week one to five, even if Cincinnati goes five and zero, oh, but he struggles for two or three of those games, they're going to say, what's wrong with Joe Burrow? Because that's the landscape of the NFL. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a roller coaster. Of, of everything. I mean, unless your name is Tom Brady or at one time Peyton Manning or that's probably it. You're you there's no leeway for you to to mess up any way or the other. So yeah, hey Mike, you're 100 percent correct. There's half of the fan base and media are saying, hey, we got the next Tom Brady in our hands. The other half are like, this kid's a dud. He's gonna be a, a worser version yep. of Kirk Cousins. I've seen that comparison like in the last week, not uh, preseason in the last week. So there's a yeah, split. On Twitter. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot I, of people that think he is string bean arms. I think that was the yeah, string. Term. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was having trouble coming up with something and I just said Tom Brady, but I think I think a better way to put it put it would have been a lot of people want him to be the guy. So if he's if like again, as expectations now ramp up over the next two years, right? And all of a sudden, over the next two years, he kind of falls okay. flat. And then in year three and four, he pops. It's like, okay, great. But you know those two years in between are going to be hell. So is Baker this... Mayfield in that transition area right now where he he needs to right. figure out his team. He needs to figure out his coordinator. He re- he needs stability as much as the Cleveland Browns need stability is the point. I, I just want to say one more thing about this, okay? I also feel like listening to this debate here, and this is something I've been thinking about for a very long time now. I also think that there is a large degree of this that where we have unfair expectations of the quarterback position in general. Period. There are your your Tom Brady's, your Peyton Manning's. Those are once in a lifetime type players, and that's the bar now. That's that's the that's the floor we expect from these guys. These kids coming out of college. Hundred. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'll, I'll, and I'm maybe. And you guys may argue with me, but I think that we just witnessed what's going to go down as the greatest generation of quarterback ever. I know that people are going to start throwing young names at me, but there's no guarantee that all those guys are going to continue on. But when you talk about we just went through an era that had Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger in his prime, right? Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. I'm going to throw Joe Flacco in there for a couple of years. I like that. I like that. Phillip Rivers. No, no. Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers. Matt Ryan. Matthew Stafford. Um, Wilson. uh, Sorry, I'm going to throw Tony Romo in there. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. If if that first nine don't exist, Tony Romo is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You know what I mean? But he's like nine yeah. or ten down that list. Yeah. We just we just experienced. I know people are going to argue. I know people are going to argue. But I think we just witnessed what was and will be for a long time the best generation of, of collective. And don't forget, kind of sprinkled in there, as that generation was coming into their own, you still had Favre hanging around. You know what I mean? Like you still right. had some of the other, right. the older guys, Bledsoe for a yeah. while. So you had a real, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old now. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm starting to get to that age where I'm like, well, back in my day, you know, but I think I do. Listen, um, Red Sox fans, there's Red Sox fans in here. I'm a Yankee fan. We know the rivalry, right? Yankees, brought Red Sox in the playoffs. There's nothing that gets your juices going more than Red Sox Yankees in the playoffs, right? Except uh-huh. for Brady Manning on Sunday Night Football. And I swear to God, I've always said that mm-hmm. nothing, there was nothing more oh, yeah. electric than Manning, Brady on Sunday Night Football. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it was just the most, that Monday, day, yeah. I'd be buzzing all day waiting for that game. Like, you know um, what I mean? It, it's, um, but, it's crazy. But is it perspective at the time when you're, uh, uh, captured in the moment because again, every generation is gonna have their dueling quarterback. Every generation is gonna. But have what is it right no. now? No, what is it right just now? Trapped in a moment. Do you no. there is no dueling. No, no, right I don't now. think so. No. Because I want you. Okay, here's my thing. Okay, here's my thing. When we look at the right now, do you look at Justin Herbert and put him in the category like? We could have had a week, you think about it, depending on scheduling and stuff. We could have had a season, though, where the Patriots, and it wouldn't have happened this way, but the first four games of the year, it could have been Brady versus Manning, Brady versus Breeze, you know what I mean? Brady versus uh, Flacco and Brady versus Roethlisberger. Yeah. All four games, we would have lined up around the block to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not lining up for Herbert Dak. And I think I'm they're a, great. I I'm think Joe Dak, Burrow's uh, uh, what's his nuts on KC, you know. I, but again, so you got those two. Maybe I throw Allen in there, right? But who are the others? Ross, I, and, I know what and, you're and saying. Looking, no, you know, no, I'm just, at and I'm not. It's not an indictment. It's just are looking through it rose hue glasses? That's what I. Yeah, think. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't think. Again, and, and again, maybe it's me getting old. I, I admit this. Like, not old, but maybe it's me getting Modern. into that. My my father told me I would come to a time where I appreciated the young, like, things from my younger days more than my older. So you could be right. <laughs> However, when I look at the top quarterbacks in the NFL right now, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, uh, I'll throw Herbert in there. I guess, Sta- okay, leave Stafford out because I have him a part of the old generation, right? But you, um, Dak Prescott, I think is a great quarterback. Help me oh. here, guys. Um, Derek Carr. Yeah. yeah, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. But would he be a part of this generation? He's kind of the old yeah, man. He's, some, he's kind right? of a tweener. He's, he's a tweener, yeah, right? Him and, he's and he's like a Brett Favre. Like Brett him Favre was a tweener, kind right? Of that tweener. Yeah. Wilson and thing were a part of both generations. Like yeah. Favre was a part yeah. of both generations. You're gonna put you gonna put Lamar Jackson in there? Lamar, oh sorry, Lamar. That's what I want. Hell Anywho, maybe four or five guys, six guys. You know, with Murray. Like I'm, I'm gonna say, like there's some really good quarterbacks. We would have had a time where there was like twelve to thirteen 
The only right. difference between now and back then is I find more teams don't need a quarterback. Even though there was all these right. great quarterbacks back then, there was always like this slew of 10, 11, 12 teams that needed a quarterback on the other side, where now the whole, the entire AFC East has their quarterback. The only one who's on theoretically who doesn't have it in the North is Pittsburgh, and it's because Ben's retiring, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The South, uh, the Texans don't have their quarterback. Everybody else does at the moment. And yeah, and that's just because of the Watson situation. Yeah, and then you got yeah. the West, and then and then the West. I mean, uh, Denver is the only one who really is struggling, and and you it's the same thing in the NFC. You know what I mean? Like NFC, the Giants need a quarterback. Everybody else has their quarterback. Maybe Washington, you could add in there. I don't know how, how they happy they are Heineke. with Heineke. Um, the NFC could do a big flip though in the next couple of years because a lot of those guys are getting older now too, right? Wilson, yeah. Rogers, Brady. On let's and on and on. let's stick on the quarter like let's stick on the quarterback for a second because I do want to throw yeah. something at Joe because I saw it today and I hadn't seen it yet. Maybe this is something that has been discussed. But they were talking about the Steelers, you know, though who's the best quarterback for the Steelers, and a name got dropped that made me go, huh? And it was like that because it wasn't it was an interesting huh, but it wasn't like a it's gonna work or not work. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh man. Because Sorry. they're going with they're going with Trey next year, dude. No, you no. change your mind on this every week. No. We've talked about uh, it. I would three take him. Times. I, okay, when, I, when I have him, when I have that that guy on my bench, absolutely. When I have the guy on my roster, absolutely, I would take him. But he would not be a guy I would pay big money to to be the future of the franchise. I'm just not doing it. We how many? How he's he's played too long. I I, I don't like this. This where all these names that are getting thrown on as possible replacements for the Stillers. I would definitely take the guy on. I would have him on the team. I, I think you know he's a smart quarterback. Okay, but is he the guy? No, he's not the guy. He's not going to be the guy in Pittsburgh. But that's what I'm saying. So there's a difference between when we say, you know, okay, yeah, would I take the guy on on a team friendly deal? Yeah, am I gonna roll? Am I gonna stake my future of this dude? Hell no, he's been in the league too long for one thing, and that's where I get really tired of this with with all the answers that people come up with for replacements. Uh, Pittsburgh quarterbacks you are sound all like a Colts people. fan on Carson Wentz a year ago though, and now no, all, you know who he sounds him. like. You know who he really sounds like. He sounds like a Patriots fan after Brady <laughs> left, right? Because I would say that. He, they were more, they're more in a Patriots position than the Colts were last year uh, or this year. I mean, because they had Philip Rivers last year, like they'd already done that transition where the Pittsburgh for the first time in 18 years, where we were the first time in 20 years, suddenly there's a quarterback conversation, right? Yeah. So you want to make that right. You want to get it right when you bring in the right person. The whole problem with that, especially with Matt Canada's offense too, is you're, you're going to limit yourself. You're not really going to have a legitimate deep ball. With Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, he can throw, but he's not a guy that you want airing the ball out, you know, for forty-yard bombs on a consistent basis because it's going to sail on you. And that's just you're just looking for for you're going to have to have one of those really kind of, you know, you're, you're going to basically your defense is going to have to be like on steroids in order to win football games because you're going to constantly be trying to run the ball and get middling gains in the passing and you're not going to have a, a vertical threat. You're just, even if you do have a vertical threat, it's not going to be effective. 
Mm-mm. Not only that, not only that, are you going to want to take a quarterback with his injury history and put him behind that offensive line? I mean, right now that offensive line. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, even the place that he's successful on, he's taken two and three hits before you know he's able to get the ball out. No, now with 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 Ben gone, you're gonna have a shitload of money now, though, right? They're gonna have a shitload of money to work with, right? Forty-eight million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like well, if you can get the proper bridge quarterback or draft Dang that kid Haskins. or draft that kid out of pit. Um, I don't know how everybody feels about him. Um, what's his name? Pickett. Pickett. Um, I don't think he'll fall to Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, we're looking yeah. at. We're a 500 ball club, I mean, possibly, you know, nine, seven, and one. I mean, hey, I don't can see that. Can I ask ahead. you a stupid question? Well, let's say the Giants take Pickett. Would you have any interest in uh, Daniel Jones? That's that's an interesting. That's, that's actually very, very, very interesting. He's very, very talented. And young still. Not, and, not, and not, the Giants have absolutely not done anything to give that kid a, a legitimate shot to develop into the talent that into his potential. That would be a name I would be uh, willing to entertain. I don't, but the other thing too, is I don't understand uh, that they've got to be seeing something either that well, we'll see what happens next year. And also, I think, you know, I think, think with Wayne Haskins, if I think he's a terrible coaching, terrible yeah. coaching, well, terrible offensive line, terrible, everything except for uh, Saquon Barkley. I mean, you got yeah. and ownership is terrible too. <laughs> the whole I, thing with the Giants franchise right now is got a lot to do with ownership, and it's got to do with now you're talking about what you know. It's like a it reminds me of one of those old mom and pop pizza shops where now you got your grandkids running the place, and they got all kinds of money, and they don't know what the hell they're doing with running a restaurant, but they got money from grandma, grandpa, but they don't know what the heck they're doing with this thing. They just throw money at, at everything, and all oh, there's, and they're still going to have a business because they've got you know multi generational wealth in the back. That's what reminds me of what's going on in in, in the Giants franchise. Right Dave now. Gettleman's been a terrible GM there. That is one of the main problems yeah. of that franchise. There, there's a lot wrong with that franchise. If if I was ever going to tear something down, that probably doesn't even need a tear down. Because you look at the talent that they have, Kenny Galladay, they got Daniel Jones, they got Swan Barkley. They drafted, in my opinion, two years ago, the best offensive lineman in the draft. And he's been the only offensive lineman who can block for them this year. That it was an Andrews kid yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, Joe Judge, like, first of all, you took a Belichick disciple, which is always a mistake. Right now, Brian Flores is the only one really showing you can do it. And you took the special teams coordinator. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> he's never even been an offensive or defensive coordinator. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But let's move on to another quarterback, and actually, maybe we can uh, talk a little bit about him. But Lamar Jackson out on Sunday uh, against them Steelers. Uh, as I said, I think I actually think this is a Steelers game to win. The only thing I that too. Can, the only thing that concerns me is there was a lot of emotion that last game. Does does Big Ben come in? You know, already packed up. You know, he had his send off at Heinz, and is is it a letdown? However, no Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley's a good quarterback, though. I like that kid. I think he's going to be a starter for somebody somewhere. 
Maybe so in like Cleveland. Um, I think they're starting to figure him out, though. I think they're starting to figure him out, though. Plus, that uh, Pittsburgh defense is really good. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the, tr- the, the the reason he struggled last week was because, again, you know, the Rams defense is, isn't exactly a slouch either. I mean, Vaughn Miller hasn't exactly, you know, lit the world on fire since he's been there, but uh, that defense is pretty damn good. Uh, and with all the, the injuries and, you know, the depleted roster that the, that the Ravens have, I, I, I the first game I saw that kid play, and I, I follow Utah, so I, I like to meet Joe, Utah I'm going well. to interrupt you for one second. Go Somebody's ahead, got a TV going on in the background, and I can't. I, like, yeah, I can't. I think it's right now. Let me mute first. Yeah, I think it might be Ross if you just muted. Was that you, Yo, was that you, Ross? Yeah, it's yeah. across the room. Hold on, I'll mute myself for now. Yeah, love, love you, bud. I just can't hear myself think or Joe talk. <laughs> you just, right. you just fucking singled Ross out in front of everybody. Like, what a dick! Like, just, <laughs> like what a. We might as well just fucking do this. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be nice about it. God, fuck. So, Ross, I'm sorry. I don't know who brings these guys on, man. I'm trying to fix the noise cancellation. One moment. We heard nothing there. Oh, no, he's muted. Never mind. I was doing the noise cancellation, trying to fix that. You sound sound good now. You sound good. Yeah. Just very faint, very faint. You're good. You're good. Everybody thought it was you, Lawrence. Everybody was putting the blame on you. <laughs> I don't even have a TV up here. <laughs> Besides the one that I'm watching this stuff on. We'll just leave that there all night. Go ahead. <laughs> By the way, for hey, I'll take I'll take the hit for you, Ross. It was me. All right, I don't care. By the way, for the the Patriot fans who were not here okay. when this that came up, fixed. we have a new name for Mac Jones. Yes. Mac to the future, baby. I like it. Mac to the future. That's yeah, the best one I've heard yeah. yet out of all the stupid Mac names that have come out. Mac and Come cheese. on, the Return of the Mac song. Come on. that's Return that's of the cool. Mac I can live with, but I like Mac to the future. You know what? I'm going to put out a poll. Mac to the future, Mac and cheese, or Mac, or uh, Return Mac. of the Mac. It reminds me, Joe. Do they play Turn, Turn Down for what in Pittsburgh? No, they don't. They should. Ooh, do, that's uh, another do, good one. I like that, but they do Renegade. That's okay. Uh, that, that's the new Terrible Pals that they got this year. That's a thing that's been going on for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, they do Renegade for the defense. They, so. they, I mean, they they played the heck out of Turn Down for Watt in Houston. So, yeah, I thought maybe they would do the same in Pittsburgh. Turn down especially with Watt. the way he's playing, you know. Yeah, yeah that would be – Pretty that would be lit, but no, speaking of what he's been activated from the IR. Yeah, there I saw that. Go. Looks like he'll actually could be ready to go for the playoffs. That's scary for that defense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I absolutely I'm I glad we didn't it. have to play against 
<laughs> that almost, for the people listening to the audio podcast, I can't even I can't even explain it to be honest with you. Hey Joe, would you like to explain what this nightmare is? Yeah, um, you know, I think I'll pass. It's it's a terrible towel. Is that your mascot? No, it's bad. that's the scary thing. Is it's not. Killer's mascot is actually worse. Okay, that's the part that's that's even funnier. But because... Boss, you got to find the Steelers mascot. If you can. <laughs> I, I'm gonna pull it up. I'll pull it up. McChicken, we have a McChicken. We have a question just for you. How how was your dinner? <laughs> Dinner was Ty pretty Rod. good. I just finished it, and now I'm just my yes, Tyrod for MVP. Everyone forgot about him, but he's still my MVP candidate. Uh, dinner was good. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> what did you have? Oh my god! I'll post it. <laughs> I had uh, Jap- Japanese hibachi. That's not bad. At home? Uh, or did you we, had, we had takeout, so yeah. Oh, oh, okay, nice. all right. <laughs> As I said, I thought you like hibachi in the middle of your like living room. Your dad's just like yeah, like, shit. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. <laughs> it's like uh, caught by day, hibachi chef by night. Yeah, it's like trying to deep fry a turkey in the middle of your living room. You know, like yeah. <laughs> 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 just, just me up here, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be honest with you though? That. Why does that just sound like a Pittsburgh thing to do, though? <laughs> it just sounds like one of those things that comes right after somebody you hear somebody say, "Hey, y'all, watch this." Let me throw a frozen turkey in a fryer. Do you guys ever watch uh, Bill Ingvall, the comedian? Yeah, and he's got that joke. Here's your sign. Yep. And he's like, yep. you know, he's like, you read like a fan belt on a car, and it says, "Do not, do not use while the engine is operating." He's like, "Who's the fucking idiot that's grabbing the the?" <laughs> um, did you see? I saw the greatest tweet on Sunday with the whole Antonio Brown thing. Some guy just writes out, "Florida man takes off his shirt and quits job." Sounds like the most Florida <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't do that in Canada. We don't do the deep fried turkey here. It's not a. It's not a part of our thing. Um, well, you should. Well, all we know, there's a lot of water up there. All we know about it is is what we see on like YouTube when people do it and they got fucking flames across their driveway, right? That's, That's what we. Well, know. Turkey's frozen. That's because yeah. the turkey's frozen. Yeah. You can't. You have to totally defrost the turkey and get it nice and dry and pat it down because then it can go in fine. But when the water and oil mix. Kaboom. A, uh, I've heard it's delicious, yeah. though. I heard oh, deep yeah, yeah. it is. It's absolutely delicious. delicious. Yes. Absolutely. It's the best way to eat turkey. Best way to eat turkey. Hands down. I think I might have to come down to one of your guys' houses for Thanksgiving next year if your president will let me. <laughs> I do and, it every uh, year. This, this mascot is an absolute nightmare, and I don't know right. how you guys got away with this. Pop it up. Let's see it. it. Yeah, I told you. I mean, it can't be worse than the terrible, terrible it, towel. It, it, it is. Watch it be a it picture is. of Ross. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ross, by the way, we got a question for you. Do you use beard oil? I already answered it. I said yes, but I'm usually too lazy to use it. I have switched from oil to balm. And uh, I just find the beard the beard balm just keeps it. Because it's now wintertime, so I'm going to start growing it out again. So I've had to start really bombing it down. And uh, I find the beard balm just makes it nice and smooth. So that's that's my little uh, grooming tip of the day. 
Can I? Here, do you guys want to hear something? Do you know what? Do you know how I how I got my shape of my beard now? Because I used to go to the barber and they just every couple months get them to shape it just to get my line. And I realized the other day that my shape is almost the exact same shape as a mask. So I legit put a mask on, took my blades, and fucking went around the mask. And that's how I got the line for my beard. And it came out fucking perfect. So if you have any of those cloth masks left, you can shape your beard with it. There's another grooming tip for y'all. That's why you come to this show, because you're going to learn that type of shit. Guys, we're going to take a really quick break here. Hear from my sponsors and partners over at... um, Who's sponsoring me tonight? Uh, over Over at Newsbreak. We'll be back in about a minute. Thank you. Over 1 billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of my channel, they're also my bosses. I have been marked as a top contributor for Newsbreak, covering the entire NFL. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description, and it directly supports my channel. If you want transparency, I'll give you transparency. Every time somebody downloads the Newsbreak app from the link, it directly puts money in my pocket. So download the app, get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my NFL content for free while also supporting the channel it's a win-win for everybody so please take 30 seconds and download the newsbreak app from the link that i've left in the description and we're back live here on talking football with ray thank you everybody who's tuning in live don't forget to check me out on newsbreak go check out my boy lawrence on newsbreak as well maybe not sometimes check it over go check out his podcast starting tomorrow i definitely will be putting more stuff up but uh i'm 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 over that whole well, go check go check out Believe in Colts and Colts Law and go check them out there. Uh, thank you. Make sure you go over to DeanBlondell.com, over to the Mothership, which I've started a whole thing. If you guys go check out my Twitter feed, it's just uh, there's a lot going on right now because I had a rough week. So as a lot of people know, on Monday I did my two-minute drill for uh, the Dean Blundell show and Lachlan Cross didn't know who I was. Uh, yesterday, Ryan Lindley, <laughs> love Ryan, um, said I fucking hate guys that don't straighten the beaks of their hats i just want to fucking fight them and i was like well or don't bend the the beaks of their hat he's <laughs> oh, like i just want to fucking fight them and i was like huh and then today dean tweeted out who the fuck drinks iced coffee in january so i just quote tweeted i said between lachlan cross not knowing who i am ryan lindley talking about my hats and now this i just feel like i don't fucking belong in uh <laughs> on this <laughs> network Oh my yeah. god, that's your fucking mascot? That, that, His name is Steely McBeam. Yeah. He's a steel worker. Yeah. Okay. He looks like, now, like Cleveland cousin or something. What's what? Okay, yeah, and this is okay. Once you get done cheesing over that one, then I'm going to ask you this. Now you wonder why Pittsburgh doesn't have cheerleaders, Okay. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Okay, if we if we get the mascot that bad, okay, this is why the Steelers I, are the only team that I doesn't. I thought they have all quit because of Roethlisberger. Well, no, that's uh, been a thing forever. But I thought the uh, Chicago Bears don't have them either. But they're one of the only teams that don't. I think it's Chicago. We, Bears, we just yeah. got a. Oh this monstrosity God. is just like who came up with this? That's shit? terrifying. It's just terrifying. Yeah, imagine being a little kid and seeing that coming at you. That's gonna haunt my dreams. <laughs> Daddy, I don't want to go back. Don't worry, son. Don't we're not. Want... We're not. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just fucking wow. Just look at that for the rest of the show, guys. <laughs> what happened to loyalists? 
I have no idea. Mike, Mike, you're blocking a lot of people tonight, eh? Uh, there was somebody <laughs> spouting Nazi propaganda, so they got banned. Oh, really? Holy oh, shit! Yeah, yeah Look at that Mike guy. have been trying to keep up with it. Look yeah, at that yeah. guy. Good job. Nazi Holocaust, Good job, genocide, Hitler, Nazi, Nazi, 1944 was what? blocked. What the what fuck? The hell? And you should have seen the picture. I reported. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was bad. Yeah. It was, what it was, was the picture? Was it Hitler? All, all the flags. Flag. Every one of them. Every hate flag. It was a... Yeah. It was. A, it was. A... Oh. Yeah. What the fuck, man? We've been blocking a lot of people on this channel lately. Just like, first of all, the Russian bots and the Chinese bots who have just been like fucking spamming mm-hmm. with links and shit lawrence lawrence had um a stripper one of those things <laughs> yeah. i responded to it i was like i want you to put your code back on oh yeah you got an only fans page what's up yeah yeah speaking of only fans let's let's get into antonio brown a little bit there you go okay. nice segue yeah no joe you set that up perfect um <laughs> <laughs> So, like, yesterday, I, you know, I had to eat a little bit of humble pie, like, within two hours. This wasn't, like, one of these things where, like, I took a stance and, like, two months later, I had to be like, fuck, I was wrong, guys. Like, at, like, four o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, I did all my research. I studied. And I was like, fuck it. I'm st- I'm going with Antonio Brown on this one. I think they did him wrong. And then, like, I'm ready. I'm sitting here at this computer. Like, I'm in the studio. And I'm like, I got it. Like I'm ready to go, and then I found out that he had sex with a toilet liquor, and it just completely, uh, yeah. okay, utterly lost destroyed all me. respect. All respect was lost. Well, uh, now that woman, I use the term woman loosely, okay. Uh, person Lo- loose is probably a thing. You're probably that, right. Well, yeah, I, uh, yeah. She's also a known uh, troll. She has done this to i forget who i forget i read this <laughs> freaking piece on this where she's done this to she different youtubers really. she did this to kanye west she doesn't have anything else to do uh she this is how she gets attention this is how she gets her name in front of people she's one of those uh I'm trying to think uh of a uh, it's it's a troll i mean that uh, so i i think uh you, the fact that the fact that people are uh the fact that people are saying okay i could see not putting this past antonio brown that's not a good thing okay but this woman also has a history of doing these kinds of things just to set people up just to get clickbait and and there's no yeah. truth to some of the things that she does say so just a little fact check there this, well what uh, i'm going to say is I'm very happy with the direction you went. I'm going to get to Lawrence in a second. I see that. I'm going to get okay. to. Um, I'm really happy there, though, that you came out in defending of uh, defending of clout chaser. That's what we're looking for. Delusional yeah, clout chaser. Clout chaser. Yes. I was happy you came out and defended Antonio Brown because for a second, when I was making fun of toilet licking, you're like, "Well, hold on, wait a second here," and I was like, "Oh fuck, where are we going? Did I hit? <laughs> did I hit some weird fucking fetish that uh, that I didn't fucking know about?" All right, so first of all, life hacks with Ray's is definitely becoming a fucking uh, segment on this show. If you guys don't know, and you can all thank Lawrence Owen, and uh, yeah, did you want to help where no one knows your name? <laughs> I remember saying. <laughs> That was God. my favorite Photoshop, like at least recently. Do you know 
know that I I actually came this close to making that my background on Twitter. But I I, I didn't know how I didn't know how Dean was going to react to it. Speaking of Dean, just so everybody knows, Dean Blundell will be my guest uh, from 7.10 till 7.30 on Monday night talking Buffalo Bills. Ooh. We're really hoping that it's Bills Patriots playoffs because we'll have him who's a known Buffalo Bills fan. We're going to talk about me selling my soul to work for that channel and write all those Buffalo Bills articles all the time. And then uh, and then you I'll guys, have, uh, then I'll have Connor talk about how on. much you hate the prime minister. We got a lot to talk about, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bait him. He doesn't know what I'm baiting him with, but I'm gonna bait him. I'm gonna get him mad, and, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so Antonio Brown calls out Tom Brady today. Uh, basically, says Tom Brady wasn't my friend. Tom Brady was my friend because I play football. I'm good at football. He then claimed to be the best player on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who else do they have? So he put himself above Mike Evans. Put himself above Chris Godwin. Um. I mean, I, he probably can't put I, you can't put anybody else above him on that receiving core, I don't think. But uh, puts himself ahead of it. Then he says, you know, Gronk is getting paid. Why am I not getting paid? Why am I on a prove it deal? As if what the fuck happened with the Raiders and the Patriots never happened, right? Like he, I think he thought his prove it deal was his skill set. I don't think he realized, <laughs> like, what is it? In four years, it's your fourth team. Or three years, it's your third 2020. Let's face it, 2019, he was a stealer, dude. I, I don't, you know what? I've been really, I know it sounds like I've just been jumping all over Tomlin's dick lately, but I got to do another applaud because I thought of something today. Mike Tomlin not only coped and dealt with Antonio Brown, Mike Tomlin had the stones yes. to bench him for a fucking playoff game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Tomlin turned yeah. around and said, and he was their best receiver. It's not like there wasn't anybody better than him. And Tomlin turned around and said, you know what? You're going to have shit with the quarter. I'm not tolerating your shit. And he benched him for a fucking playoff game. Good on Mike Tomlin. I'm give him a little applause. Anyways, nobody in the NFL was going to give Antonio Brown a chance. Can we, can we cop to that? Can we, can, are we okay with saying that? Like, after what happened in Pittsburgh and then the Raiders and then with the Patriots and all the shit off the field, six-game suspension, nobody's showing interest in him except for the GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, right? The best general manager Tampa Bay's ever had. <laughs> Brady gets him a job. <laughs> and he comes out today. And, I mean, yesterday was one thing with the whole Alex Guerrero thing. I mean, put him on blast today. How come I'm on a prove-it deal? Tom Brady's only my friend because I'm good at football. He let you live in his fucking house for months. It wasn't a couple days until you get yourself situated for months. Will Antonio Brown ever play football in the NFL? Because I think, honestly, I'm not doing this because I'm a Patriots fan. Tom Brady around the league, forget what fans say, Tom Brady is a little bit of royalty around the NFL. You know what I mean? And I think it's one thing to call out Robert Kraft, who's royalty as well. It's one thing to call out Ben Roethlisberger. It's a whole nother to take down, to go after Tom Brady, because a lot of guys in the league like Tom Brady. Um, mm -hmm. Will AB ever have a job again? I think he'll end up being with the Cowboys this postseason. Because Gallup's out. Because they've lost a lot of receivers out there, and you know that uh, a certain – owner slash GM is all about getting the talent and spending money and making splash and doesn't care about what it looks like. 
That's a good point. Well, I, I'm gonna, Lawrence. I'm gonna do this and say, take it away, because that's a that's a big statement, dude. I mean, you think about it. I mean, there's a there's a certain owner slash GM in Dallas that yep. has been wanting to make a run in the playoffs. Hasn't been able to do anything there since, you know, back in the the heyday when they had their three headed monster. And yes, AB has his problems, but it's going to be. I think he's going to take a chance on a uh, playoff rental, so to speak. AB's still in his, you know. Uh, NFL form. He's been out there playing uh, pretty good over the last couple months. And with guys like Gallup out, I think, you know, giving Dak Prescott another passing target. When we all looked at the, you know, they went and got CD Lamb and we're like, they've already got Cooper and Gallup. Why are they going to get in? Well, that's, that's what Jerry Jones does and he's going to go out and he's going to grab Antonio Brown because no one else is going to want him and he's going to think that that's going to help him get his team to the Super Bowl and yeah he might have a he might have a chance at that sorry guys uh sorry Lawrence was taking on I was just inviting a jerk off to come on the stream right now have a one-on-one with me and explain (laughs) his position to me (laughs) you know what I realized the loudest talkers on Twitter will never come on they don't have the, they don't have the balls. Never do. How many times, Mike? You or McChick? You how many times have I invited guys come on my podcast, have a chat with me? You know what I mean? Come, come hey, I, came your point. I came on. I came on. You're times. different. <laughs> you're you're different. You're different. <laughs> but this guy, look. So this this guy Chuck, right? Chuck, Charles, yeah. Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, you say Chuck, that's a loyalist. So uh, thanks, Chuck. <laughs> so I wrote a thing today. Um Chuck is mad at Dion Branch over saying, you know, he's a that Mac Jones is a young Tom Brady. We just had that whole discussion, right? So I write to him like I, I don't even remember what the fuck I wrote. And then his response to me is Brady was keeping a Pro Bowl quarterback in his prime, and then brackets Bledsoe as if I wouldn't fucking know who Bledsoe was uh, on the bench, and his uh, Mac is doing no such thing. That's his fucking argument that he wants me to come back at him. What? That's his fucking argument. Brady was keeping a Pro Bowl quarterback in his prime, Bledsoe, on the bench, and Mac is doing no such thing. Did I just lose the argument? That's a no. Like that's an what, aggressive. What the hell statement. is this guy even talking about? I. That's what I'm sitting here going. I'm like, it's like a circle on itself. What? Like, yeah. It, how, how was that? Like, you're, you're a second year quarterback, uh, a sixth round draft pick out of Michigan. How are you actively keeping a Pro Bowl quarterback on the bench? But, what the hell did that, that Brady hadn't even like had a chance to prove himself yet? How how is that? I, I, I don't understand <laughs> his argument. Possible. I don't understand his argument. So I just wrote to him. I'm like, I'm live now. Would you like to come on and discuss this? Because that that could be the fucking dumbest fucking argument. You know what? I had a thing with a guy today too, and I wrote the whole thing about. Um, well, this was like yesterday when the Bucks released. Uh, when the Bucks released Antonio Brown at the end, they talked about how player safety and blah, blah, blah is their most important things. And I highlighted that. And I said, I just want to point out that they put Gronk back on the field with broken ribs and a punctured lung and had fucking Chris Godwin doing wind sprints on a tour ACL. Right. 
And McChicken then highlighted to me some other shit outside of that that they did, which wasn't like so the arguments kept coming back like well they don't have mri equipment on them on the on the field but the mcchicken sent me some shit that was not on field stuff it was stuff that they knew about but push guys to play and i forwarded that out so the guy changes the argument and he's like oh yeah well fucking giving a fake covid passport and blah, blah 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 and i'm like well hold on i'm like you're 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 changing the fucking argument now you know what i mean i'm not saying that antonio brown's not a piece of shit you know what i mean i'm not right. saying that he was I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing about what the fuck does what this fuck is like I asked him like what the fuck does A B giving a fake COVID passport have to do with Tom Brady playing on a tour MCL that was never on the injury report. That wasn't and, on the injury report. And yeah. Bill Belichick would have lost a third round pick. I don't care what anybody says. Playing on a tour MCL that's never on the pick. Gronkowski playing with a puncture. Like, what does that argument have to do with? I'm like, you're changing the argument. He's like, obviously you're just a fucking idiot and don't get it. And I'm like, and I'm just sitting there like, fuck, like, I don't care. Like, I would rather you wish fucking death on me. because I can ignore that. I can't ignore stupidity. You know what I mean? Like, I can't ignore just being a fucking moron. I mean, you know is this guy I mean? trying to have some kind of inarticulate rant about, like, his his uh, penchant to, to try to indict the Buccaneers franchise? I mean, is that what he's getting at? I mean, No, what? he thought that I was trying to indict the, the Buccaneers. He was defending. This was his defense to the Buccaneers, right? When I said that there's a history with Bruce Arians... And Mick maybe you can talk a little bit more too, because you're the one who pointed out to me. When I pointed out, there's a history with Bruce Arians of pushing players who were injured to play. And then I used the example of Gronk and his punctured lung, and I used Chris Godwin running wind sprints on a tour ACL. So he came, he came back at me with, well, they don't have MRI equipment. So then I responded back with Brady playing on MCL, Leonard Fournette playing uh, injured, and then ending up on the IR after. And he comes back at me with, well, what does that have to do with Antonio Brown giving a fake COVID vaccine passport and being suspended for three games? And I was like, nothing. That's not the argument. I'm it like, you, has, you, what's that have to do with it? Nothing. That's, absolutely That's what I said nothing. to him. I'm like, you've, you've, you don't like my point, so you're changing the argument. Now we're having a completely different conversation. He's like, well, obviously you're just a fucking idiot and you don't get it. And I'm like, no, I don't fucking get it because it makes zero sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate stupidity. I hate fighting. I, I will fight. I will. Like, I, I Chuck will, is AB's burner account. Oh <laughs> no! This guy was catching oh, AB. This guy was Shut this guy was defending the box. This is Brady's. This must be Brady's okay. burner account. God, what the fuck? You know what? I don't I think gotta, AB. I guarantee I you. Oh, do you? Thank you so much. You know what? Let me just put you from Twitter. Follow my boy Lawrence over at Colts underscore Law on Twitter. The Believe in Colts podcast with Dequell Jackson and Lawrence Owen. Colts Law podcast. Check out his YouTube page, Lawrence Owen. Always love you hanging out. Thank you so much, Lawrence. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one, man. Thank you. And of course, you can find Lawrence here every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time wrapping here on Talking Football with Ray. We got about another uh, 35 minutes left to talk some football. Uh, We're talking about Antonio Brown right now, but uh, maybe we can switch gears a little bit and talk about who is now. Oh, go ahead. Real quick. uh, AB did clear waivers today, by the way, just to tidy that up. Yep. Oh, so nice. nobody. So he's not. He's uninjured. Is that what they're saying? Or he just cleared waivers? He cleared waivers. He claims oh, he needs he... surgery. So this is my thing now for him. Yeah. If he signs, if if Lawrence is right and he signs with the Cowboys and plays, it's look. Everybody knows. Well, Mike knows. I was ready to come on here last night and defend Antonio Brown. 
Like I was ready to go, I was ready to come out and be like, listen, I I do believe the Bucks are in the wrong a little bit. I believe that they forced him to play hurt. Like I was, but all the bunch of other stuff came out that made me go, mm, and then AB AB'd himself today with the Brady thing, and you know, he's he's got to take the whole world and and burn them as on his way out, and that's just you know he he did that in Pittsburgh, he did that in Oakland, he did it in New England, and now he's doing it in Tampa Bay. Um, however. You know, I was ready. I was all ready to defend him, but if he signs with a team and plays in two weeks, then I got a question: How bad is that foot that you quote unquote need surgery on, and that's why you wouldn't go play, right? Then you got to. Yep. Then you got to. Then then it's a bad bad look for Antonio Brown. I think he's gonna get put on the commissioner's uh, exempt list. I think for he what? Is... For what? What do you mean? You what did he do? I think so too. I, I think there's I think there's just too much animosity surrounding it. You know, you don't what know. has he done though? What do you mean? You got it. What rules did he break? He was sent off the field. I mean, Deshaun Watson's so they, not even on the list. You can't you can't put A B on there. Deshaun Watson had the whole situation. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's not on the list because under investigation. What rule that what rule has he broke? True. Yeah, he hasn't broke a rule. He was sent off the sideline. I don't believe there's a rule that's saying, hey, if you're getting taken off the field, you have to be in full uniform. You have to be in full uniform on the field. Technically, they say you're in the end zone, right? But, he could get fined. Yeah. He could get fined, but that's about it. For yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing. Unless some other new shit comes out, which is Antonio Brown, it, it really it could. You I, was, know what I, mean? I was I was gonna say like, listen, if it, like to just keep him away from the team, the league could friggin' make shit up. Be, and then no no team is gonna be able to approach him. It sounds terrible, right? But like the NFL, you know. Do you know why I don't think he's on the he'll be put on the list even if he did do something wrong? Because it's my same argument of why they waited till yesterday to cut him. And I said it last night. They cut right. him yesterday because they had to, because of yeah. what he did. Right. I think Tampa Bay knows deep down there's some validity to what he's saying, and they are gonna get into some trouble when an investigation is launched because of their player safety protocols. This is a team that a had a player with a fake vaccine passport, just happens to be the same guy, right? B, a history of players playing injured with major injuries. And then C, you've got text messages between Bruce Arians and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown had missed like three weeks because of his injury prior to his suspension. Now, according to AB, he's got an MRI that's showing ligament damage, bone damage, this and that. And I think that they were working behind the scenes. And I'll guarantee you one thing. If the Buccaneers would have turned around and said, we'll fully guarantee your incentives, he probably would have shut the fuck up. But I think for the last three days, up until Wednesday night, they were trying to negotiate. They couldn't get something done. And AB's lawyer dropped that that piece, right? Dropped that his side of the story. Dropped that, that his side of the story. Yeah. And then AB went full AB. I bet you any money, Antonio Brown's lawyers at home going, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, stop yeah, yeah. Putting the evidence. Stop putting the evidence out on the wall. Look, I put that picture last night of AB's text messages with Alex Guerrero, right. and I was like, "Oh, you noticed? Like, <clears throat> he gave his bank account information and it was blacked out. I blacked out Antonio Brown's account information because that stupid idiot." posted his banking information i mean his routing number his account number oh really like every, yes oh shit i could have set up automatic deposits into my account and i just felt even though it's all over and a thousand people have it i just in my conscience couldn't put that up there with the numbers visible but i made a joke out of it and i was like ab didn't black it out i did right but 
he started then he be, then he went full AB, and that's the problem with Antonio Brown. But I believe that they didn't release him till Thursday because they knew they were in the wrong. And as long as he was still on the team, you don't have to you don't have to play him. You don't you don't have to let him in the building. But as long as he's still under contract and you pay him his regular salary, he's got no lawsuit against you. He's got no grievance against you. The problem is AB did this the wrong way. AB went Antonio Brown, and that's why he is where he is. Mm. By the way, Chuck has not responded to me, just so everybody knows. Shocked. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, he responded. He responded, nobody taking. Oh, no, he's responding to somebody else. He's not. He didn't respond to me. Let's see if he responds. He just responded to somebody else. Let's see if he responds to me. But Chuck seems to be ignoring me. Probably. Raise Chuck, a I, I gave you a chance. Soccer. Yeah, it's <laughs> troll, troll, troll. Tell him to go lick a toilet seat. <laughs> no, I don't know. We'll have to that apparently. That's a thing, though. That's a thing. Okay, I do want to. I want to talk about this Aaron Rodgers thing a little bit. Um, I don't believe it, but I want it to be true so badly because I, I am just. I was saying this to to Mike last night. I said, if you described Aaron Rodgers' personality, who else could you, you know? Describe that same personality. Me and Aaron Rodgers are just fucking Canadian and American versions of each other, except I have a short hair and he's got long hair. Um, I love Aaron Rodgers. I don't give a fuck attitude. I love that he just does not give a shit about anything or anybody. Um, I wrote a blog about it today where I was just like, I fucking love it. I, I don't agree with a lot of his fucking science and medical stuff and that he talks to Joe Rogan to take medical advice, but it, that's, you know, his, his own. Did you hear this shit that Phil Sims is, or that sort of that boomer Sizen is, is putting out there that yep. according to his source, and again, I don't believe it, but I want it to be true so badly. If Aaron Rodgers... And the Green Bay Packers go to the Super Bowl a week before the Super Bowl. He is going to boycott it and pull the NFL hostage to change their COVID-19 protocols or he won't play. And according to that source, he's already oh, told shit. he has already told Jordan Love to get ready to play. I don't again I, I don't believe it, but I want it to be true so bad. Oh, so bad. <laughs> I am going on record right now. If media day comes and there's no Too Aaron Rodgers, well, I tweeted that out. I, I, I or sorry, uh, the the official uh, account of Talking Football with Ray tweeted out because I like to pretend it's two different people running the social media accounts. But when I got to at myself, I always feel like an idiot, right? But um, I already tweeted that out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, at least we don't have to worry about it because at least we don't have to worry about it because he still has to play in the NFC Championship game, so it'll be okay. But I want it to be true. I want the Packers to go. And if he, I'm telling, I'm going on record right now for the 25 viewers here, whatever we got on Twitter. Well, Mike's here, so probably none. But the, the 25 viewers here, <laughs> oh. everybody in the chat, everybody in this panel, we had over a thousand viewers Wednesday night. We had seventy-five last night on Twitter. It's just amazing. Oh, we <laughs> had seventy-five. All right, we had seventy-five. <laughs> All right. Total. I'm going on record right now. If media day comes on the Monday, and Aaron Rodgers is not there, and they turn around and they go, Aaron Rodgers is boycotting the Super Bowl and is negotiating with Roger Goodell in the NFL. 
I will purchase a fucking Aaron Rodgers jersey on the spot. Probably an NFC Pro Bowl one. I don't want a Green Bay jersey, but I will purchase an Aaron Rodgers jersey on the spot because he will become my all-time favorite player. Because there's not as much as I hate the Packers, as much as I hate other teams besides the Patriots having any success whatsoever. I hate Roger Goodell that much more. And I would want nothing more than to watch his ass squirm and be held hostage by one of the faces of the NFL. Let me throw it out to you guys. Do you believe it's true? Number one, again, I don't, I want it to, but I don't think it is. I, I don't, uh, do you believe it's true? And just what you, what's your reaction to it? Uh, Oh, fuck. You know, I, this this day and age, I'll believe fucking anything. I mean, at this point, like you know, I, I'm at that point in my life where I think I've pretty much seen just about everything. But uh, to to that, if you if you think about this from more of a logical perspective, I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I, I I have the same type of of a like for him that you do. Um, I, I like his kind of kind of easy going uh, he, he kind of reminds me of, of a cat like he just doesn't give a fuck you know um that's the perfect uh, cat i love it that's the, probably the you know one. he reminds me of like a, a, a my like my cat dominic like dominic he just doesn't give a fuck and then he sits there and he looks at you like you you, you owe him five dollars every time you walk out the hallway like where's my shit like you know he he's kind of got that but he's but i mean you know <laughs> it's not that the guy hasn't earned it it's not that the guy hasn't like actually earned that cut type of status or that type of clout because he is one of the greatest quarterbacks that have ever played the fucking game of football. Um, but he's, he's cool about it. You know what I mean? He's not like a complete turbo. You know, when you got people sticking microphones up your fucking ass every fucking day, asking you about all kinds of personal shit. And then, you know, you, you kind of come at them maybe with a little bit of a backhanded response to that. And, no, not really give him an attitude, but just like his whole, like he kind of takes the high road on all this shit, you know? Um, I personally, though, at the same time, I don't see that happening. Uh, if you're a competitor, if you're somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who knows, you know, you're, you're still at the top of your game. You still have a, a lot to, you got a lot of life ahead of you. Um, getting that second Lombardi would, would go way would, would solidify his brand for forever. And and if he did want to retire this year, uh, he's going to have, I think that's going to be like an even bigger boon to anything that he would do off the field after this year. I, he I just, would have to retire. Uh, yeah, I don't He would have it. to retire if he pulled something off like that. And that's why I don't think he could. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a smart guy. You know, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that he's wanting to retire yet. Wow. There's no way you hold Roger Goodell hostage like that, and then sit there and expect to play the following. You know what I mean? Does he? Is he? Is he willing to sit there and give up whatever legacy building gains and stuff that he could have for the next two or three years just to stick it to the league? I, I just don't see that. Not from Aaron Rodgers, because like I said, he's so intelligent. I feel like he could find a yeah. different way. Yeah. That's so to piggyback off that, though, Aaron Rodgers also thinks he's always the smartest person in the room, which, which <laughs> can be very detrimental in certain situations concerning legacy and things of that nature. If you think you're the smartest person in the room, so 
That's a double-edged sword right there. Silent Knight says, I'll vote for Aaron Rodgers for president if he does that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ray. <laughs> Damn. I, I would love to see it. It's just for me. It's just he's making owners too much money. It, like, again, I'm not going to see any kind of real effect from it. Would it be great to see, but I'm not going to see it as Goodell's downfall anytime soon. I don't think it's going to be his downfall, but it's going to be a it's it's going to be a squirm. I said there's two. There now there is see before there was one major wrinkle I saw for the Super Bowl that could be devastating. Now there's two if Aaron Rodgers can get there. The first one being, imagine like the day before the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes is tested positive for COVID, not playing Sunday. You know what I mean? Like that would be, I guarantee you they're not testing anybody Super Bowl week. A guy could be a fever of 110 <laughs> and, and coughing out half a lung, and they'd be like, Oh, he's okay. He's it's allergies. All he's got allergies. It's not gonna be that big of a deal because they can do these interviews and stuff with the Zoom. And we all know that Chiefs aren't gonna make the Super Bowl. So they can do all the interviews and stuff they have to. Well, well, you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying, though. You you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, look what the like when the Browns when the Browns had like 30 guys on the IR. Like that would be the worst case scenario for the NFL. Now imagine that on the other side, Aaron Rodgers is refusing to play. I mean, it would just be fucking fantastic. Okay, so but here's the thing about this: is that that's just gonna fall. Now here, let's turn this like let's turn it like you know kind of flip the flip this on its head a little bit. The, the Super Bowl is outside of that 90-day range where he supposedly is not going to be able to get infected again or whatever, okay, with, with COVID, whatever. Um, and if you're talking about this game is played at SoFi in California, you best believe your ass they're going to be testing people. Oh, yeah, and Cali. Yeah, they will be. They'll have to. Oh, yeah. Now, just so everybody knows, for Aaron Rodgers' sake, the timeline, he starts getting tested 10 days before the Super Bowl. That's when his 90 days comes up. Yep. They did the uh, math, which was why I got an interesting uh, tidbit from the hashtag guys, which never came through. But Paul had told Mario ahead of time, and then Mario told me, Paul had said, if the Bills beat the Patriots – don't be surprised if Josh Allen tests positive for COVID next week because they were going up against uh, who did they, the Falcons. And if oh, he, that's right. If he quote unquote tested positive, he then would not have to be tested until after the Super Bowl. Right. So you wouldn't have to worry about a single playoff round where you could possibly lose your starting quarterback. Now, it never came into fruition. So. I don't know, but yeah, you're right. Um, well, I mean, look at Novak in Australia, where the the tennis yeah, association yeah. was like, "Yeah, you yeah. know, I come on over, no problem. You can play. We'll make an exception for you." And Australia was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. threw him in a detention Thurman center. Detention center. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And now, now they're calling him Novak Djokovic. That's the that's his new name going around. <laughs> but it's. Uh, no, it's crazy. All right, guys. I think that we need um, – we've talked a lot about a lot tonight. We need a little bit of a cleanse, okay? So um, every once in a while, we just need a cleanse. So I'm just going to share this. This is my dog in a hoodie. Took this today. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> That's no my – 
That is my yeah. that is my vicious Rottweiler that <laughs> people are scared of. Oh, and yeah, I I like the hound. Aren't you guys terrified of it? Look at her. Yeah. The hound, yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. the last time you tried to do a live show from your phone. It just kept messing with the the couch every time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wanted your attention the whole time. Dude, she's the biggest. She's the biggest suck. She she barks a lot, like when people come to the door and stuff. And she's a rot. She's a hundred pound Rottweiler. So when she barks, it's loud. It's deep. It's you know what I mean. But I'm yeah. telling you, dude, she fucking ran from a poodle the other day, like a little fucking like this little mini poodle <laughs> lunged at her, and she went eh! like screamed and ran the other way. And I was like, you fucking, you're a fucking Rottweiler. Act like it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, it's just sometimes I just need to cleanse. You know, I got to deal with the chucks of the world, and I just I need uh, <laughs> not not our chuck. Our chuck is cool, but this <laughs> this, this other chuck. <laughs> chuck is responding to other people, and not to me. He will not come on the live. He's just completely ignored me altogether. <laughs> so, my God, Twitter is a cesspool. It is, it is. But you know, that's why, like, I'm a troll, <laughs> right? I, I'm a fully admitted troll. Yeah. However, Mike explained it a little bit better. <clears throat> I'm not like an ass, like an ass in the way of like, I'm not out to hurt people. You know what I mean? Like, I say things that I know will rile people up. <laughs> like, you know, when I come out and be like, you know, Tom Brady's a better coach than Bruce Arians. Like, that riles some people up and they get all in a huff but i'm not hurting anybody by saying that you know what i mean like i'm not the guy that's gonna turn around and be like oh you're a fucking retard oh you're this oh you're that like that's not who i am you know what i mean as a person i don't like to be mean to people i like to be an asshole but i'm like like a fun asshole like i want to be an i want you to be an asshole back to me i invite you to be an asshole back just don't be an idiot i, I get upset by idiocy but you can be an asshole back to me ah oh, guys we've got uh 15 minutes left i'm out of topics um poor planning on my topic. part Go ahead. I got it's a topic. Yours. Who do you think we should play in the playoffs? Cincinnati or Buffalo? Kansas City. You like? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want Kansas City to win the first seed. Us drop to the seventh, and we play Kansas City. That's my that's my that's my hope. Uh, but the second seed, but yeah. Out of those two teams, um, I I would say honestly Buffalo. I like to face the team you know, and I just think Bill Belichick is second time around or third time around. Right. You know, okay. right. yes, sir. I want everybody's, Ross, I want everybody's opinion. Uh, well, um, I actually I was so dead set on asking this question, I completely forgot what you talked about. Um, hmm. um I, I was just gonna say, who do you think Josh McDaniels is gonna be a head coach for next season? The Jaguars well, or the uh. Do you see who's uh, interviewing for the? Do you see who's interviewing for Jacksonville? Oh, Brian. Yeah, yeah, Colts, Colts loyalist. You make sure you tell fucking you. You make sure I fuck Lawrence isn't here. (laughs) I brought up two weeks ago. I think Bill O'Brien. They could be looking at Bill. Like I said, if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, why not Bill O'Brien? 
right? Like that we were, was my right? thing. Like we were actually laughing about that the other day. Yes, yeah. we were. Yes, Not we were. as a general yes, manager. We Don't bring him back as a general manager. That's when everything went to hell. Right. Right. That's when everything went to hell. Yeah. That's when everything but went to hell. He wasn't a bad coach for them. He's just been back with Alabama. He's just back with Saban in Alabama. And I said I wouldn't be surprised if they were to bring in Bill O'Brien. Lawrence is like, no, no, not a chance, not a chance. Do they do it? And now they're interviewing him. So, Loyalist, next time you guys are okay. on, just be like, oh, by the way, Ray says <laughs> they're also interviewing. First, what? Of, all, first of all, if I'm a head coach and you come into my office and you 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 show me that you have offensive coordinator at Alabama on your resume, I'm wiping my ass with your resume and kicking your ass out the door. Because it doesn't mean a fucking thing to me. That team is all about Nick Saban and all about how he recruits. That that position is absolutely 100% completely and totally meaningless. It means nothing. Yeah. It, it, it means absolutely nothing to be the offensive coordinator in Alabama. Okay, great. You're getting paid a bunch of money, but it doesn't matter what call you, what, what play you call. You can call the same play every single down. With that talent that they've got at Alabama, it's not going to matter. You're just going to steamroll people because of how the recruiting process in college football works. I have a real, real, real bad taste in my mouth about college football, if you can't tell. <laughs> I can. I can. Is it just the money line or other things as well? No, no it's, it's the Ohio it's, State Buckeyes. No, it's, it's, not, it's not even the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's not even. I know, I know. I'm <laughs> I, got a, I got college issues as well. We've had this discussion. We've had our discussions with college football. The issues. Ohio State. It's not just Ohio. No, no, but I, I know what he's saying. It's There's there's a lot wrong with college football. A lot. Yeah. From, from the recruiting stage it's, and on. Um, yeah, it's old school. And, and players can't make money on their own likeness. It's not just the old school. People. Number one, the rankings are bullshit. Um, as an Ohio State fan, I watched them figure out all season how to keep them in the top four. And after they lost to Michigan, they're like, we can't now. You know what I mean? Like we do. Yeah, basically, because that team, even against Utah, I mean, I'm going to say it. This was pre-injury because it was already happening. Utah wet the bed. They should have destroyed Ohio. The way I remember, I tweeted at yeah. you. Oops, yeah. I, I tweeted at you, and I was like, "Listen, I'm like, this is Ohio. This has been them all season." I tweeted my dad, and I was like, "Oh, like you know, um, what's his name, the quarterback? Um, Mike had a good game." He's like, "Yeah, Stroud. yeah, Stroud." I'm like, "Stroud had a good game." He's like, "Yeah, too bad the fucking defense is awful." That's what he wrote back to me. My dad, <laughs> my dad right, never texts right. more than yeah. two words, and he actually tweeted that whole sentence back because we were both pissed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was happy when it was over, and I started making jokes after. Like, never lost faith because I lost faith that whole game. All I was doing was tweeting about how shit the team was. Oh, my God. Honestly, but NCAA did everything they could all season to keep them in the top four, and they had no right to be there. No right. Anywho. Um, oh, you know who else they're supposedly interviewing for that position in Jacksonville? Byron Leftwich, which I actually think would make sense. I like Leftwich. I think I'm okay. I'm going to throw a name um, out. I'm going to throw a name out from Minnesota, and people are going to laugh at me. But I, I don't even know if I'm going to explain myself, or I'll just say the name and just let you guys laugh. What is it? What is it? Todd Bowles from Minnesota. I hmm. think that Bowles had. I like Bowles over Leftwich. I think that Bowles had got the shit under the stick in New York. He was there to fail, yes. as far as I'm concerned. Yep. He was there to fail. Mm-hmm. 
I yep. don't think he's a bad coach. We've seen what he's done again as a coordinator. I would love for him to get another chance as a, as a coach in the Amen. league. And what's Minnesota's problem? Defense. They don't need an offensive coach yep. in Minnesota. They got yeah. an okay offense. Yeah. They need something going there and yeah. fix up that defense. Bring a team in that can yeah. do it. Yeah. I like Todd Bowles. I like Todd Bowles going uh, as the uh, as the coach in well, Minnesota. Supposedly, yeah. why they brought I, Zimmer I like in there was to, to get the defense right, you know. But that's not happening. I mean, and, yeah, but Todd Bowles is a different coach, right? But it, so so what's okay? So your your thought process on on uh, Bowles over Leftwich? Okay, is it? Simply, you know, Leftwich was a Pittsburgh. Uh, he was a Jacksonville guy, and he was a Pittsburgh guy, and he was uh, an Arizona guy under AB, and now he's a, he's still an AB guy. Is that like the the coaching tree kind of thing that you're? No, I have Leftwich as a Jacksonville coach. Yeah. I think we're I crossing think I... some wires here. Ray's What's that? Talking about? Sorry, I was talking about Minnesota. I thought we were talking about Jacksonville and Minnesota, right? So I was saying I want Bulls for Minnesota, yeah, and I want Leftwich okay. for Jacksonville. That's what I. That's oh, okay. what I. Okay, oh, okay. All I'm right. sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. I think yeah. Leftwich is the perfect mentor for um, Trevor Lawrence. There you go. And then I think Bulls okay. would would be a beautiful fit in in Minnesota. That's how yeah. I'd love to see it all shake out. Tyrod, what do you think? What, what okay. do you think on this? You're usually pretty quiet, or you usually have some good insight on this kind of stuff. So I Tyrod. agree that they will sign a oh, yes. Go ahead. Sorry, I, you started I talking as I was will, yelling at you. Go ahead. They will sign a NFL OC to be their head coach, but I think it will be a uh, Kellen Kellen Moore of the Cowboys who they're going to sign. And I'm thinking, you see the the Dallas offense and how explosive it's been and how great of a play caller he's been. Yeah. And I think Khan's going to look at that and say, "Hey, I want I want this type of offense in Jacksonville." When you look at uh, Leftwich, he's got, you know, he's got Brady and all that. And you could say that he's kind of just copying the, you know, the whole Bruce Arians idea of how to run an offense. And he's kind of like a puppet. Um, I look at Kellen Moore, I see a young face in the NFL, in the NFL and he really sh- should be a head coach somewhere. And I think Jacksonville is the place he's going to go. Too young I think Kellen Moore is going to end up in college. If I'm going to be real with you. Yeah. First of all, I have, if you guys ever look at my stuff on Newsbreak, I have covered Kellen Moore at least five times. I love Kellen Moore. I I'm gonna too. get I'm gonna get to the stupidity in the middle in a second here. <laughs> so <laughs> but I wanna I wanna make my point on Kellen Moore. I thought he was gonna be I thought he was gonna take the LSU job, to be real. I thought that's where he was gonna go. I was reading something the other day though. Apparently the Cowboys are willing to give him head coach money to stay as the OC. Oh, I th- oh really I think Ew. I think I think there I think that McCarthy's time if they if they get if they're one and done this year, you could see a switch and I think Kellen Moore can move into that head coaching spot to be real with you. Oh wow. I think that's always what it's been. I think McCarthy's there because he won a Super Bowl and they want they want to groom Kellen Moore to be the, the replacement. Kellen Moore, what he's done with that offense. Dude, it's hard to disguise an offense. 
You know what I mean? Like it's hard, and he disguises an offense the way the def- defenses disguise defenses. Like that's yeah. so much talent. Okay, I gotta put this up. We're in the middle of a serious conversation, and Dickhead has to. What <laughs> year do you think this was? Oh my god! Is that Steely McBean? <laughs> that's yeah, the OG. I can't find an older okay. version of it. Look, on... so it's all rusty. Hold on, based on based on the guy in the in the undershirt in the back there and the, the mullet. mullet. Yeah. And everybody else is I got to say this is early He's 90s. Is this early 90s? Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm trying to find a band t-shirt or something to give me a reference. A band t-shirt. <laughs> but look, no, no, no. But look at one of the guys has a camcorder, or some woman has a camcorder. Like the guy with the mullet has a camcorder on. Right. So that okay. that that's like mid nineties. I think this it is could 90s. be. It could be, be late. Be it could be late late eighties. The woman no, in front, not the, not with next that. Next to his head has crimped hair. Uh, not with that, but that was a '90s. That was a '90s thing too, though. That that yeah, that carried on 90s. in the '90s. That's early '90s. That's no, that's early mid, 90s. that's at least mid '90s. They didn't have any of that small until the mid. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I just could not keep it together. There, it was just too much. <laughs> Only the rich go to Steelers games. Don't you know that? I no. was trying to like keep this conversation with McChick and I going, and I just like hear giggles coming from every other corner of the book. It's my absurd. Head, all I, all my headphones head are just like blaring with giggles. I said, I'm looking at this thing too, trying not to laugh. I'm trying to have a serious conversation. So Kellen Moore. Fuck. Why does Steely McBean never got on? Wow. Steely McBean. Chuck still oh, hasn't man. responded like to me, you guys, by the way. He's responding to everybody else but me. And That's not a good argument right there. I'm very – oh, oh, no, no. Nope. I guess I won. <laughs> See, you, you ask these guys to go live, and they just they just run like cowards. Guys, thank you so much. Hey, don't forget, everybody, if you want to be a part of this – I'm going to call it shit show that we had tonight. You can be a part of the shit show by being a Patreon member. Head on over to my Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. I appreciate all my boys coming in here and hanging out. Ross, Joe, Mac Daddy Jones. I'm looking at all their stupid names right now. You got Joe Mama. You got the Colts loyalists. You got Mac Daddy Jones, Tyrod Taylor, MVP, fucking Ross, number one. He's gonna he's gonna be talking about this after all the fucking talk of me rigging the fucking pool this year. He's gonna be just doing this all year. Uh, I appreciate all of you guys coming in, man. Don't forget, check me out at the Dean Blundell Network, www.deanblundell.com. Check me out on Newsbreak. All that stuff is in the description. Hey, make sure you go check out my sponsors over at Ultra Game. Get your fully licensed NFL and NBA gear. They got every team. I just got a brand new fleece throwback hoodie from them coming in. Can't wait to show with all you guys. And as always, you buy your gear from the link I left. It puts a little bit of money in my pocket. You're going to buy Patriots gear anyways. Just fucking buy it, you know, buy it from that link and you're good to go. I uh, appreciate everything. Make sure you download the podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. You're all beautiful. You're all great. And as always, you're all legit, kid.
The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.